It's a weekend edition of What to Watch For. I am looking ahead to Saturday's games in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We do these shows across the weekend. I do them seven days a week over on YouTube. So if you are just hearing this one on the audio feed, I do do these little mini uh, what to watch for shows every day of the week uh, over on YouTube. So let's get into talking about the six games at the moment. By the time I'm recording, we've got six games that are scheduled for Saturday. That, of course, could change. So let's talk about them right now. The first game we take a look at, the Rockets and the Spurs. And what I've decided to do, because I do these and I write them up and I always look at the teams and I go, oh yeah, remember when those two guys, remember when that guy played for both those teams? And I always come up with funny names. So I'm going to try. Oh, I might forget to do this, but I'm going to try to uh, to give them some, uh, just give context about players who, who may have played for both of these teams, and that's why the Rockets and Spurs is the Mario Ely Bowl. Um, we are looking at a Rockets team that is banged up. They do not have the services of Victor Oladipo yet. There's no Daniel House. There's no John Wall. Eric Gordon is questionable, and now DeMarcus Cousins is doubtful. So we are going to get an absolute ton of um, guys like Jay Sean Tate, Christian Wood, Sterling Brown, all those sort of players. Tate was really interesting last game playing at point guard. And if Eric Gordon's out again, he's going to get some real value. Benny Mclemore shit the bed in the starting lineup. But Tate is someone to watch. A lot of people are running to grab him in 12-team leagues. I think it's a good option to stream in for Saturday, for sure. But after that, the long-term value is not there. And then we look at Sterling Brown as well, who put up an absolute monster last time. Can he do that again? That's, I guess, where the, the question mark lies. But uh, the opportunity, especially if Eric Gordon is out, the opportunity for Sterling is going to be there. On the Spurs side of things, we want to watch Keldon Johnson, who's really elevating himself to be one of the best players on the team. Can he continue that run? What else is he doing apart from high high efficiency scoring at the moment? And then LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, real worries with him in terms of his numbers, but the biggest worry to me is the volume of three-point shots and the fact that none of them are going in. So if they start to go in, does everything else look a little bit better? The block numbers are also way down, and that may not return, but we want to cast a pretty critical eye, I think, here over LaMarcus Aldridge. Next up, we've got the Magic and the Nets, the Joe Harris Bowl. You know, Joe Harris was drafted by the Cavs with a second-round pick that originally belonged to the Orlando Magic. The Cavs then, at one point, traded him back to the Magic, and the Magic cut him on the same day, and then the Nets signed him, and look at him now. So this is the Joe Harris Bowl. Um, Cole Anthony... Played pretty well against the Celtics to start off uh, on Friday's game, but then uh, did fall off somewhat. We want to pay attention to him. I thought his line was all right, but he is going to hurt you in field goal percentage. We're getting pretty close to the 10-day period that I wanted to evaluate him, so give me one or two more games before I decide to move on. It is looking like a drop, but I'm, I'm still holding at this point. While Aaron Gordon, we want to check his role as a distributor. It's a back-to-back, so will he even play? Because he's been dealing with that hamstring problem, so that's something for us to pay some uh, some attention to here. 
the Nets, will James Harden play? At this point, it's uh, it's unknown. Obviously, if he plays, it's going to be much must-watch TV. There is no Kyrie Irving, so you'd imagine that Harden would start, and you'd probably get him taking just straight in for Bruce Brown's position. But there's still a lot of shuffling that needs to be done. Do they keep Jeff Green in that starting lineup long-term? Is it Harris, Harden, Irving, um, Durant, and Jordan? And then yeah, Green coming off the bench to be the backup center. So we want to see how Harden looks next to Durant. We want to see how the rotation looks, where Joe Harris fits, but more importantly, Harden. Of course, that, that's what we want to see. That's the number one thing from this Nets team or this Nets game that we want to pay attention to. The next game is the Hornets and the Raptors. It's a current player. It's the Bismack Biombo Bowl, who, of course, used to play for Charlotte, uh, or no, currently plays for Charlotte, sorry, used to play for Toronto and got paid by... by I can't remember. Got paid by Orlando after his big performance uh, in the playoffs with the Raptors. PJ Washington's been putting up some pretty big numbers of late. The efficiency is improving for Page. The uh, defensive numbers are improving. He looks really at home as a center and as a power forward. Now, I worry a little bit about what his role is in terms of when Zeller returns because do they just stop playing him at center altogether, which is where so much of his fantasy value is coming from. So that is one to watch, and maybe that makes him a sell high. Well, Terry Rozier has been really, really good, much better than I anticipated this year, shooting the ball well, you know, not forcing himself into a role that he can't do, and that is the role of a point guard, but he's playing off the ball, and it's working pretty well. For the Raptors, we want to watch the wiki Chris Boucher. Will he ever start a game? Will he ever not start a second half? It doesn't actually matter whether he starts because he plays 30 minutes a night. He's a top 30 fantasy player. So let's see him go at it again. Well, for deeper leagues, I think you want to pay some attention to Yuta Watanabe. The bench for the Raptors changes every game in the rotation. Sometimes it's Terrence Davis. Sometimes it's Malachi Flynn. Sometimes it is Watanabe. Sometimes it's DeAndre Bembry. Sometimes it's, uh, who knows, They just Matt Thomas has been in there at times. But Watanabe is playing at a high level at the moment and deeper leagues, at least for the short term, you pay some attention because the, the, the performances of Watanabe are definitely catching my eyes and I want to watch him again, assuming Nurse actually keeps him in the rotation. Next up is the Pistons and Heat, the Grant Long Bowl. DeLon Wright. Getting a lot of minutes. The shooting has been rough the last couple of games. We don't know about uh, you know, how his role is going to look in this one. We know that Frank Jackson is out, but Derek Rose is likely to return. So there is a an up and downness there, I guess, to see um, you know, where where his position fits and how many minutes he gets. Do they start Wayne Ellington again instead of Josh Jackson? Can he play 30-plus minutes here, D-Line Wright? So there are a few questions in that regard. While Sadiq Bay is the other one, who looked like he's trending to like a 25- to 27-minute role and then was reduced last game again so that the Duke Wayne Ellington could play minutes, which makes no sense to anybody at all apart from Dwayne Casey. But Bay is a name to watch. I don't think he's got tremendous fantasy upside, but I just want to see his role and how it compares with the guys um, like Josh Jackson. For the Miami Heat, we want to look at the COVID situation. We know that Jimmy Butler is out, but Bam Adebayo, Mo Harkless, Casey Okpala, uh, Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic are all questionable. Tyler Hero has also appeared as questionable with a neck injury. Gabe Vincent, who's been putting up some big numbers, is also questionable. So does this game even continue? Because if Haslam Adebayo, Harkless, Okpala, Hero, Vincent, Nunn, Dragic are all out then this game does not continue. So there is a, a real worry there. Uh, and then see how Hero looks if he does play and with no Jimmy Butler because he has continually played pretty well in games that Jimmy hasn't been there. Next up, it is the 76ers and the Memphis Grizzlies, the Jared Bayless Bowl. Shake Milton was amazing against the Heat. Can he do that again? 
Um, how much does he play? Does Tyrese Maxey start? Does Shake Milton start? What does it mean for when Seth Curry returns? I just want to pay... One thing, again, about Milton, though, his assist numbers have been improving. They've been pretty good of late, and that's a key part for him to maintain value. So he is a really excellent stream. I'd probably stream him ahead of Maxey at this point. And I also want to see Isaiah Joe, who had some good defensive moments. He's hitting the three ball pretty well. Can he remain in the rotation? For the Grizzlies, are we going to get Ja Morant back? He was a chance to play on uh, Friday. That game was then postponed. So is this the return? And what does that mean for guys like Tyus Jones, Grayson Allen, Desmond Bain, and the wayful D'Anthony Melton, who's been putting up some pretty good numbers? Um, how does that continue when Morant is there? I think that's a pretty significant question that needs to be answered, but it is one that maybe we'll get some sort of indication of in this game here against Philadelphia. The last game of the day is the Hawks and the Blazers. It is the Stacey Augman Bowl. Uh, John Collins, whew, Jesus, I want to watch everything on this Hawks team because they are rough at the moment. Collins is struggling, and I'll, as I continue to say, I think it might get worse. Gallinari's not playing. We had the first game of Onyeka Okongwu today. So if Capella and Okongwu are going to play all the center minutes, and then Collins is going to come in and Gallinari is going to play power forward minutes, what the hell does John do? Um, you look at him and go, yeah, it's a buy low, but maybe it's a sell high. I don't know. I want to see how he looks because their body language is terrible. We knew they brought a whole bunch of players in. It didn't all seem to make sense at the time. And part of the query I had was like, all right, you brought all these guys in, but how do the minutes work? How do the touches work? And that hasn't even been a problem because everyone's been injured. We haven't seen Chris Dunn at all. Gallinari's played half a game. Bogda Bogdanovich is out. So it's not even that. So there's something else going on here. And Trey Young's, of course, a big focus. Also want to watch DeAndre Hunter because, um, yeah, he's been outperforming expectations this year. Friday's game, he was a little bit worse than, uh, or a little bit back to last year's numbers. So let's see how he looks. For the Blazers, of course, Yusuf Nurkic is out. So does Ennis Cantor start? And what sort of playing time does he get? And how much do they go to the Robert Covington at center lineups? That is going to be key for Covington to return some of his value. He lost all of his block numbers and his shooting numbers fell off completely. But if he plays more at center, the blocks will go up. And I think the field goal percentage will go up as well, and that could resurrect him back to being a 12-team league player, because let's be honest, he's not at the moment. Let's look at some stream options. There's a bunch of Rockets players I'm looking at here. PJ Tucker, Sterling Brown, and Jay Sean Tate, all having some value there to stream in for Saturday's action. I think we look at DeAnthony Melton as not a bad stream guy as well. Uh, and Josh Jackson in Detroit um, is another guy there who, who's available on waiver wires, who could be someone that we take a look at as a solid enough stream option. There, are, You're going to find other ones appear because you're going to have some other guys uh, pull out and, and other injuries crop up. But I think they're probably the major ones. Jeff Green, I think, in Brooklyn's worth a look. Uh, he could be a guy that's available. You could look at Gary Trent, um, Xavier Tillman, even for the Memphis Grizzlies. This is assuming that players like um, yeah, Shake Milton's already taken, Ennis Cantor's already taken. All right, that'll do it. For me, for the what to watch for, don't forget, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. I'll be back tomorrow with a week five NBA preview. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.